Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Ostra Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's poppin'? Yo, I can't even see you. You're wearing camo. Man, all I see is like your legs. It matches, it matches your... It does. We matchy-match today. Anyone tuned in on YouTube can see that. I would have changed. I'm sporting my summer blazer. Tom, By the way, Tom this blazer, James, Tom, Tom James, this thing is on fire because it's light. I was going to say it's on fire because it burnt a hole in your bank account for it what it cost. Boom, boom, I'm so good at this. It's you think so, huh? Nah, you're mean, so you're so good. Did you come up with today's uh, episode? No, ChatGPT did. ChatGPT may have come up with the title, but no, how cool is this? We had a CEO reach out to us. Who? I can't tell you that. I can't. Never heard of him or her. Exactly. Never heard of her or him. Um, no, they're like, Dio, I would love to hear your perspective on this topic. Sure, I would love to. Just uh, let me just get you the uh, ACH payment information and we can just hop right along. It doesn't work that way, John. If we're going to ACH anything, it's going to ACH mortgage loan originators becoming members of tloponline.com because they are looking for access to all of the resources mm -hmm. that top producers already have and already know. Well said. But this, right? this, but this one, no, I, I did it pro bono like we like to do. This is a free podcast. And no, if it's free. It's for me and yes. for a lot of other people. But occasionally, yes, we do have to give shout outs to our friends. Mm -hmm. Shout out to our partners. Yep. We also do have a website that is pretty badass and it's becoming even more badass. More badass and we're learning that not enough people know about it. They thought we built a website to support the podcast. And I was like, no, we built a website to support the mortgage loan origination community yeah. where we can just feed them what I call branch manager in a box. All the things the best branch managers teach their loan officers, we upload, download, cross-load onto the website. And by we, I mean John Coleman and his team. Shout out, Mark. Shout out, Mark. But hey, one more shout out. We're going to get busy getting after yeah, it. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to our friends over Jungo. Jungo. Yes, we've had a great relationship with Jungo going back for over the past year now. Yeah. Um, and for people who tune in, who do recognize if you're in the mortgage space, so am I. And um, I'm a big CRM person, but I'm also a big CRM person in my real estate investment business. And I'm a big CRM in the TLOP online business. Damn, I know. Right, so if you're gonna run any sales organization, you need to have a CRM. But people who listen enough know that, yeah, I use Jugo. Like at the end of the day, our seven plus branches, our 65 plus loan officers, we run our entire sales system from lead intake to prospect campaigns, to realtor campaigns, to in-process campaigns, to post-closing campaigns. Like everything is databased and housed with Jungo. So because of that, Jungo reached out and like, hey, Dio, could you do us a solid? Uh -huh. Could you hop on and do a one hour webinar oh. where you coach loan officers, you spit some of the game that you spit on TLOP with some of our our our, our users mm -hmm. our client base and i'm like yeah i can do that <laughs> of course i can do that yes and please yeah, where do uh, i sign uh, up uh, you know but they i said i can do one better what if i brought a jungo super user on how about a dude that like last month funded seven million dollars in volume who would that individual be well i can't tell you that you have to Ooh, tune in and sauce. but no this is really only for jungo users so look if you're in that in the mortgage space you're like wtf what is he talking about Jungo is Salesforce for the mortgage community. 
But if you're a Junger user or you're thinking about using Jungo, we are going to be doing something. Me, Dio from TLOP, and a mega producer who is a super user of Jungo. Mm -hmm. That's how he runs his business. That's how he did his seven plus million dollars last, last month. We're going to be doing something. It's on July 26th. Mm. So, hey, shout out. Jungo's going to be pumping this. They're going to be promoting it. I did tell them that we would do them a solid. We'll get it up on IG. We'll get it up on mm -hmm. Facebook. We'll get it up in stories. And I'll mention it on the podcast. So, there you go. Okay. For those Jungo users, mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing something with a mega producer on basically how this mega producer uses Jungo to run his day-to-day. -day. There you go. There you go. All right. But today's episode, yeah, so um, Sounds like it a was a call-in. I love call-ins, by the way. I've never had a call-in from a CEO. I'm like, damn, that's pretty awesome. And uh, he or she basically was like, man, Dio, I feel like salespeople do X. And I'm like, were you just on one of my recent coaching calls? Because I swear to God, we covered this. The universe. Yes, and I couldn't agree more. So I was like, it wasn't even a hard ask. So I'm going to just jump right into it. Loan officers real estate agents, life insurance sales, financial advisors, literally anyone who sells anything for a living. You may or may not know this and you may or may not want to hear this. Mm -hmm. You are your worst enemy. Nobody does more against your business than you. Think about that for a little bit. Just ponder it. Of course, without you, you wouldn't have a business. Of course, without you, you wouldn't have the sales success that you currently have. But what I have found in life as well as in business is sometimes, in most times, our biggest attributes are also our biggest flaws. Think of myself for a, for, 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 for a second or two. I'm talkative. My desire and ability to speak has gotten me to many great places in business and in life. It's also gotten me out of some really bad situations. My ability to speak and sometimes speak too much has gotten myself in some sticky situations. Maybe I ran my mouth too much. Maybe I turned someone off because I wouldn't shut up and listen. But my biggest strength could very well also be my biggest weakness. Mm -hmm. For sales professionals, your biggest strength, right? Your drive and your personality and your risk aversion also comes with some other quirks. And here's what I found studying sales professionals and being one over the past two decades. Y'all love to sabotage yourself with the wrong mindset. Sometimes it's because you know too much. Sometimes it's because you don't have the right perspective. So we're going to discuss self-sabotage. We're going to discuss changing that perspective. And yes, if you are a mortgage loan originator, there's many of the examples I'm be throwing out. It's like, yep, that's you. Yep, that's directed towards you. And it's okay because you're pretty ordinary. That's good to be ordinary. It means you're normal. It means you're not the only person who deals with this. So I'm going to start first and foremost with something that's just transpiring all the time. I'm talking like I talked to a coaching student today at two o'clock mm -hmm. and we covered this topic. No way. Yeah. And I had to sit down and, and tell her, she was like, oh my gosh, I'd lost a loan. Lost it. Damn it. It was in my pocket. I lost a loan. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Oh, what happened? Like bad home inspection, bad appraisal. Did the loan get denied? Hell no. We didn't get that far. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, no, they didn't use me, but I pre-qualled them. Um, I was like, okay, so how can you lose something that you never had? No, I think once I get them on the pre-qual, they're supposed to just be mine and like, I'll just funnel them to the closing table. Yep. So here's an example I gave her. 
let's go back 23 years ago and let's say I was single and let's say I was at a bar. Yeah. And let's say I went to said bar with three really good friends. Mm -hmm. And we went to that bar and there was one cute single girl. And all three of us, all four of us, it's me and three friends, so four of us total. Vultures. We we all go in there. We're all chatting her up, mm -hmm. right? She's, she is the only cute single girl in the bar. And all four of us went there looking mm -hmm. for a date for next weekend. Well, she's only going to choose one of us yep. in this scenario. So that means three of us are going to quote unquote lose. Mm -hmm. But my first question is this, can you ever lose something that was never yours? She smiled at me first, bro. Hands off. Okay. Had we not gone to that bar, maybe we'd gone to a bar that had five of her, yeah. at which point the odds would have been in our favor. Yeah. Had we gone to a different bar that had zero of her, none of us would have had a chance, which meant did, did all four of us lose that night? No, because none of us had the opportunity. So I don't know if you can ever lose something you don't have, but here's the kicker. Here's what hammers home for me, at least. Mm -hmm. Can three people, because I said it was me and three buddies, so four of us, one girl. Can three people all lose the same thing? If you owned a necklace, mm -hmm. could you lose that necklace plus Mark plus me? We all lost the necklace or John lost the necklace? Just me because it's on my neck, damn it. Yeah. So how can three people, because in the example of the loan officer, if that borrower had already talked to their bank, they had already gone to someone who advertises like crazy on commercials. The internet. Or the internet. They potentially had their cousin Vinny's ex-college roommate who owns his own broker shop mm -hmm. and the realtor referred you. There's already four people in the mix. Might as well just fill out this app, see what happens. That's kind of their mentality. Yes. So I don't know if you lost something, but I think in the perspective is, oh my God, I lost it. It could have been of a rate, right? One person, their example was, I lost it due to rate. Mm, maybe it was due to rate or maybe it was due because you didn't do the proper job of building trust up front and early. Setting up. You didn't do the best job of building rapport. You didn't do the best job of separating yourself from the competition with how you approached this person's situation, right? Rate was the easy disqualifier or qualifier. But I'm going to tell you from example, there are many people in this world, myself and my wife being those people, Many of our friends being those people, we pay for quality. You're that person. Shit. I'll like, pay triple for quality. Yes, we pay for quality. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to pay a premium for average. <sighs> I don't do it. I will pay $10,000 for a vacation mm -hmm. if it's worth $10,000. Yep. I will not spend $5 mm -hmm. on a $3 snicker bar. You've seen me do it. You give me shit for it. Southwest, yes. Yes. Yeah, like, no, it's all about value. Yeah. So I would say to that person first... Was ever yours to lose, meaning did you ever have it? Well, isn't that because they, they work so hard to get the lead that they're so excited when someone finally sits down and actually, like, fills out the online application that they're like, yes, thank God, yes, I finally got you this far. Kind of because the heaviest part was getting them to, the, like, the website, no, and getting them to fill out the information and, like, providing their social and providing documents. So that's why they feel entitled because it's like, damn it, I put all this work into you now, so of course I have you. Ooh, you're going to hate my answer and so is the audience. Good, that's why I asked it. Yeah. No. They freak out because they didn't work hard enough to get enough leads. If you work hard enough and you prioritize lead generating and you get enough leads, you become effective at lead gen, then everything else takes care of itself. So you first in business, you become effective. You then become efficient. 
yeah, if you're only generating 12 leads a month and your conversion ratio right now in this market is something like 15 or 20%, right? That means you're, what are you converting those into three closings? closing potentials and one goes away, you lost a third of your pipeline. But if you're out there generating 50 leads a month and you're converting those 50 leads into eight closings and two go away, you still had six. So it's the perspective. And I think it's people not doing enough of the right things, which is lead gen. Now, once you're generating enough leads, yes, you become effective, but you have to become efficient because now are you losing a larger percentage because of your approach. We talked about them the other day. I'll talk about them again. Shout out to Dave Savage Shout and the entire mortgage coach community. Mortgage coach, what up? Right, yeah. People like Jasmine Krenietten, people like Andy Zeman, people like Eric Putt, people like um, The Mortgage Nerd, people like Jeremy Forsey. These are, these are mega producers, right? They utilize mortgage coach to differentiate themselves and they can show the consumer it's not about rate. It's about the right loan, right? They invest extra money into that software. They learn it, then they use it. So that person first became effective with generating leads. All those people I mentioned are all mega producers and they all generate a ton of leads, but then they focus on becoming efficient. So we're gonna go back to the self-sabotage is now your mind effed because you're like, oh my God, it's just worthless. This market just sucks. My rates suck. So-and-so sucks. Everything sucks because you didn't convert an opportunity. That's all that was, by the way, an opportunity. Four guys walk into a bar. All four guys have an opportunity with the one single cute girl. The three that did not land the date didn't lose anything. They walked in there with nothing. So they, their situation didn't change for the better or the worse. They're in the same boat. The guy who, who gets to take her out on a date now has an opportunity to progress that into maybe a girlfriend, boyfriend relationship, or you might lose it. Then you might take it out all the way. You still lose it. The hell she still ain't yours. Dummy. Yeah. You may be one of three guys she dated <laughs> yeah, that week. Dumbass. Yes. <laughs> or she may be batshit crazy. Yeah. It still don't work out. Actually. You know what? I don't think you're the right client for me. Let me refer you to one of my junior LOs. Exactly. Yes. But the sabotage comes with what happens after yeah. perspective is, is how you keep calm, keep the right perspective, but the self-sabotage, oh my God. Now all of a sudden they do nothing. Sales people do nothing because they get so dejected when they have to understand that it's a game. It's a, it's a game of numbers. It's a law of averages. I think of myself as a prep baseball player and a kid I grew up with, Kevin Noss, shout out K Noss. Anyone in Orlando, Florida, you better know K Noss. Kevin and I played baseball as kids. We played in high school, won a state championship together. He went on to play at the next level. I chose not to, or they chose for me. It's still <laughs> a debate who chose what. Right. But one thing I always admired about Kevin versus me as a player, Kevin could strike out the next inning, go field his position. Kevin could strike out the two innings later, go back out in the field, make a couple decent plays. Kevin could make an error, come back up to the next at bat, strike out. His mentality, always the same, always even keeled, always, look, he was best player on the team, bat in the three hole, played third base, eighth inning rolls around, 
We're down by two. Two men on. Kevin, double the gap. No big deal. Right? He knew his job. He knew his role. He showed up, kept calm, and gave it his all. Me, on the other hand, I let a pass ball go. Oh, shit. The next three innings, I'm useless. Mm. My mind is in the gutter. I'm angry. I'm pissed off on things that I can't control. And maybe it wasn't even my fault. Maybe I kicked down, blocked, but the ball Mm. hit someone's sunflower seed and went the different direction. It was that great big league true. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember big league true. But, you know, that's just an example that I'm using that's sports-related at a very low, basic level. Mm -hmm. But it's just the mentality thing. I recognize, even at 17 or 18 years of age, how much I admired Mm -hmm. that quality about Kevin because it's going to take him places in life where he doesn't get distracted. Salespeople get distracted by that thought. Here's another place salespeople get get self-sabotaged, and I'll slow down and let you ask me a question or two. Okay. Well, you look like you want to say something. Yeah, I know. Good. You want to say it now? It's say good. it now. It's good, like, silent communication is that thing. Um, so what if you are, like, how, so explain the mindset of a top producer real quick that generates a shit ton of leads. Like, what is their mindset when they do lose one to rate or something else? Like, what is their mentality when they see it come through? Like, oh, so-and-so left. Like, what goes through their mind? Some will. Some won't. Who cares? Move on. That's it. That Just that quick. Like, that. Yes. Yeah, some will. Some won't. Who cares? Move on. Now, there's going to be a time to be reflective. Hmm. I think after any major project, any sales proposal, any opportunity to win business or to present to a prospective client, you want to sit back and say, okay, what went well? What would I have done better? How could have I optimized this a little bit differently? Maybe I could use this word instead of that word. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's, there's, and there should be mm-hmm. that. You should be uh, reflective. But no, the top producers understand. Some will, some won't. Who cares? Move on. They also understand this. There's enough people willing to do business the way that I do business, that I don't need to do business with those that don't. Pretty much, I think that's a Zig Ziglar-ism. But it's so true. But those people also get up every day. They come to work, they put on their uniform, and they make lead generating and lead follow-up their number one priority. That's the number one priority. Everything else will take care of itself, including becoming more efficient, including you know learning to say the right things so that you can build that trust I think it was Todd Duncan 30 years ago started teaching mortgage loan originators about high trust selling. And still today, he's teaching loan officers how to do high trust selling. Why? Because it works. That's the difference maker. Um, and then when it doesn't work, because not every time you shoot a free throw, are you going to make it? Mm-hmm. Hell, not every time you're going to make a layup, do you make it? Mm-hmm. Not every time when you leave your house with enough time to spare, do you get to your destination location on time? Yeah. There will be accidents. There will be traffic. The other day, a light pole. I saw that. Who hit that? Come think, on, man. It's a, a cement? A, a cement light pole. What are y'all smoking? Totally diverted my entire drive home. I was irate as well. Thank God I left 10 minutes early, so I got home on time. Right? But, like, I couldn't have predicted that. Like, no matter how hard I tried, no matter how good I was, yeah. that just wasn't going to happen. So that self-sabotage. Here's the other self-sabotage that I was thinking about just earlier. We know how things are supposed to go. We know the proper timeline. We know the cadence. We know the sequential order of things. But our client doesn't. If I'm talking to a realtor, how often do clients sell homes? How often do clients buy homes? Most clients every seven years. If I'm talking to a lender, how often does somebody obtain a new home loan? Every five years? 
Okay, think about any other sales cycle. No one really knows how things are supposed to work, especially when you're working in dynamic industries where they change all the time. Insurance, right? Underwriting changes all the time. Products change all the time. Pricing changes, even in retail, pricing changes. So we start freaking out because the appraiser didn't go out to the house the day she said she would. She went out the next day. The title work hasn't been ordered and we're closing in three weeks and you've had the file for 10 days. Y'all, deep breath, take a step back. When you look at it in the totality, is this particular transaction going to close and going to close smoothly? That's what matters most. Secondly, does the consumer know any different? Meaning, is the consumer gonna have the same experience? If I graded that experience on a scale of one to 100, and you're trying to give a 92 to a 96 grade in terms of someone's experience, whether or not the appraiser went out the day she said she would or the next day, or whether or not title was ordered within three days or within 10 days, as long as I'm still getting that 92 to 96 experience, I don't need to freak out. I don't need to let it ruin my day to prevent me from doing my prospecting activities, right? I have to reach out to the appraiser or the appraisal management company, put a note in the file and say, Hey, this was due yesterday. Please get it in ASAP. Then I need to move on. I need to trust the system. No, I need to get caught up on that one little thing and let it ruin everything. And then I take my problems home and yell at my kids and kick my that, dog. Here, here's what a loan originator will do in that situation. <laughs> or a real estate agent will do in that situation, or even a life insurance person who's waiting for the underwriter to get back to see whether or not homeboy that they're selling life insurance to is, is still using tobacco or not. Mm -hmm. They'll sit there and stew and stare at their computer. Refresh, refresh, waiting, refresh, refresh. Waiting. Like y'all, you're trying to run a business at a mass scale. Trust the system, trust the, the process, quit self-sabotaging. It's going to close, it's going to close on time and the likelihood of you getting that 92 to 96% experience out of 100 still is still very, very high. And by the way, the consumer doesn't know any different. They don't, they don't do this for a living, but because we do it for a living, because we hold ourselves to these super high expectations, because we hold others to those same high expectations, every little thing can derail us and distract us that shouldn't. We should be perspective here, looking at everything in its totality. And in the totality, is it going to get me to the end goal with an experience that's going to grade out well, at which point nothing else truly matters there. But this happens over and over again in a multitude of industries. I mean, literally, I can look at TV advertising. I can look at life insurance sales. I can look at real estate investment. That's the fix and flip people. Real estate itself, like just selling traditional homes, the mortgage industry, Heck, I could probably even look at what my sister does for a living. And she owns a credentialing company that offers business coaching and business services to like mental health counselors. Same exact things will tie her and her team up for two or three days. And it's like, quit being mental midgets. Deep breath, take a step back, put everything in perspective. And here's a tip or a trick or a hack. You sometimes have to get away. You sometimes remove yourself from the office, remove yourself from that bedroom, remove yourself. I don't care if it's driving to Starbucks. I don't care if it's walking around the parking lot. I don't care if it's getting in your car 
and driving around town for 15 or 20 minutes, remove yourself from the situation, come back to it, and you'll notice you'll have a clearer mind, and then consciously inject perspective into that. So self-sabotage, perspective. Those that achieve at a very high level, they self-sabotage way less than the average, and they are able to put everything in perspective and keep their eye on their priorities. Hopefully by you all tuning into this episode, you now have had a couple of things resonate with you that'll help you self-sabotage a lot less. And it'll also help you keep things in perspective so that you can continue to get 1% better per day. Thank you for that, Dustin. I think somebody driving home or driving in the car needed to hear that. I think they did, John. And I thank that CEO, whoever she or he may be, for reaching out and asking us to touch on that particular topic. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all have topics you'd like to hear us. Hit us up. Hit us up. We are so open. Whether you go to TLOP online and do a query there, whether you email me directly through LinkedIn, I'm first name Dustin, last name Owen. Hit us up on YouTube or even on our social handles. Mm-hmm. We are at the Lone Officer Podcast on all social handles and soon to be threads. Jesus. Once John and Mark can get that shit God. figured out. Hey, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. We so appreciate your support. Thank you for tuning in. Please continue to like us, share us, give us five-star reviews. Follow us on all of our socials, including YouTube. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.